It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Just two weeks to go, folks. Yes, we'll be breaking this day two weeks for the Christmas and New Year holidays. Oh, it's really getting exciting at this stage. It really is. I'm just starting to feel the Christmas vibe. Welcome to the show. And with Christmas in mind, I'm going to start the show today with something a little different. I'd, I'd, I'd say it's Christmas through the eyes of a child. And let me tell you the story. You know, I have four grandchildren and I love them all to bits. But the first grandchild was Ava, Ava Flynn. And she's been with me from the word go. She's my little gardener, she really is. And I took her fishing this year. I'm going to teach her to fly fish uh, the coming year. And she just loved it as well. And we go walking from time to time with Messy. You know, Messy, my lab. He's getting on now, grey in the whisker like myself. And one day, it was in the late autumn this year, we were out walking, just me and her and Messy. And she said to me, you know, she called me Gang Gang. And she said to me, you know, Gang Gang, Every day I'm with you is like Christmas Day. And she says, you're my Santa Claus. And you know something? I just knocked the wind out of my sails. You can only imagine. It's probably the greatest compliment I've ever been paid in my whole life. And last weekend I was thinking about this and she was up knocking around. They were doing the Christmas puddings with Miriam and putting the tree up and all that type of thing. And I just said to her, come here a minute. And I had the microphone and recorder. And I sort of caught her a little off guard and I said to her, will you have a chat with me about Christmas? And she says, I will. And off she went. And I began. And I said to Ava, did you write your letter, your letter to Santa? Yes, I have. And today I have to do my little sisters. And what have you asked Santa for? I've asked Santa for tickets to the George Ezra concert next year. Um, a Tamagotchi that my mammy used to have when she was a little girl. I have some books and I have um, a watch, a Fitbit watch strap for my watch. Did the strap break? Yes, it did. And the books you're looking for, can you remember the names of some of the books? Yes, so one is called All Are Welcome Here and All Are Welcome Here teaches you a that you have to join everyone in your games and let everyone join with you. And then there's the invisible string. Um, And the invisible string is a string that's connected to everybody and even if you have arguments, you still love each other. They are beautiful books. I hope Santa brings you all that you put on your list. Were you a good girl all year? Yeah. And Santa now... What's Santa up to at the moment? What do you think he's doing in the North Pole? 
I think he's working really hard to try and get every boy and girl their presents. And the elves are working really hard to make all the toys for Christmas. And I heard um, on the light switching um, that Santa said one of the elves was sick. So I hope that elf is better now. Oh, I hope he is. I remember that. You're talking about the lights being switched on in Drogheda when Santa Claus came all the way from the North Pole. And do you remember what he asked children to leave out on Christmas night? Um, some carrots for the reindeers, some milk and some pudding. And actually, Santa said one of the boys, his name was Sean, and he put a worm in one of the carrots for Rudolph. Last year? Yes. So no worms in the carrots this year? No. So the elves are working hard making the toys. Santa's really busy in the North Pole. What about the reindeers? What do you think they're up to, Rudolph and the other reindeers? Um, I think Rudolph is trying to get every single reindeer and himself ready for the big flight on Christmas Eve. So what happens on Christmas Eve? So Santa comes to every house in the world... And the reindeers land on everybody's roof and Santa goes down the chimney and leaves every boy and girl the presents and Rudolph comes down with him and Rudolph gets the carrot and then Santa gives all the presents out and he eats his food as well. And what are you going to be leaving out from this Christmas for Rudolph and for Santa? So some carrots for Rudolph and then a bit of pudding and some milk for Santa. Oh, he'll be so delighted. And all the boys and girls should do that too, shouldn't they? Yeah. And I think that everybody should give nice food to Santa because Santa is very nice to all of the children in the world, getting them all of their toys. So I think we should be nice to him as well. Did you ever hear Santa on Christmas night when he came to leave your presents or the reindeers? Yes, I heard um, it last year and the year before, the hooves clomping on my roof. Did you? Yeah. And what about Santa? Did you ever hear him? No, it was the reindeers only, was it? No, I heard his boots walking on the roof, but I didn't wake up. What did you do? Um, I stayed asleep because I knew he wouldn't come if I um, woke up. That's so good. What do you really love about Christmas? I love the way people put up all the decorations and make a big effort in shops to get loads of Christmas trees for everybody and everybody gives a good effort to put up their Christmas trees and decorations. And something else very important at Christmas time, there was a baby born. What was his name? Jesus. And everybody puts up a crib that has Jesus in it and the sheep and God and in it. And there's some hay. And we go to the church for Mass. That's very important too, isn't it? Yeah, because we need to celebrate when Jesus was born. And you have a little sister this Christmas, a new sister. Yes, I do, and her name is Olivia. She's only eight months. She'll be nine months at Christmas. As I said at the start, um, I'm going to make her letter today. What do you think she wants? She's only nine months. I think she would like some more toys 
um, and maybe some wooden ones because she doesn't have any wooden ones and maybe like a jigsaw puzzle that would show her all the alphabet. Very nice. So you're looking after Olivia's letter this year? Yes, Until she's able to do her own? Yes. <laughs> Are you all excited about Christmas? Yeah, I am really excited. It's my favourite time of year. Ah, the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. Ah, good girl yourself. Now, here you have a poem about a snowman you're going to read for me. What's the name of the poem? A Chubby Little Snowman. Okay, will you read it for us, please? Yes. A chubby little snowman had a carrot nose. Along came a bunny, and what do you suppose? That hungry little bunny, looking for some lunch, grabbed that snowman's nose, nibble, nibble, crunch. Happy Christmas and a very happy new year. Enjoy 2023. Yes, happy Christmas to everybody listening to us on Late Lunch this afternoon. And Ava Flynn, my granddaughter, just loves that song. She really does. She's just seven years of age. And thank you for all the lovely comments that are coming to me this afternoon. Just brilliant. Wouldn't that just lift your heart, Jerry? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, your granddaughter is the sweetest child. You must be so proud of her, says Maddie. I am indeed. Eddie, thank you. Just brilliant. A star in the making, says Eddie. And more besides the little uh, thoughts and mind of a child. It's just what Christmas is all about, isn't it? It really, really is. Thank you so much for the lovely comments. But what an amazing young granddaughter you have, Jerry. Beyond her years to listen to. She could take your job soon, says Eddie. She could indeed, and that's no mistake. You're spot on there, Eddie. You must be such a proud gang gang, says uh, another listener. Such a wonderful little person. Thank you so much for sharing. Our Jerry, that was the most beautiful interview I've ever heard. I'm missing my grandchildren, says Claire. What a dote of a child so intelligent you must be so proud of her says Mairead beautiful Jerry, lovely little girl thank you Sandra and what a wise lovely little girl Ava is she brought a huge smile to my face that comes in from Christine this afternoon and so on and so on they go I'm humbled by your comments I really am 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text and I'll let her listen back this evening she's in school at the moment Dara McCullough thank you for joining me today on Late Lunch You're welcome as ever Jerry. Well, Dara, you're here for a reason, and I don't have to remind you who Dara is. Farming independent here to the ground, farming at Gormanston, of course. He's the most famous farmer, I always say it in Ireland. Dara, people on a serious note have been saying to me, turkey this Christmas, Jerry, is the meat safe to eat? Dara, will you come in there, please, and tell people? 
In a word, yes. Um, I was actually interviewing the Chief Veterinary Officer in the Department of Agriculture only a week ago up in Monaghan where this control surveillance zone is uh, where two cases of bird flu were discovered. And that's the obvious question, you know. Um, you know, is if bird flu is in the, in the birds in the country, how can we be sure that uh, the meat we eat is safe? So here's a couple of things to bear in mind. Number one, no birds that have been tested positive for bird flu will be entering the food chain. That's number one. Number two, um, the, the, the disease does not jump uh, into humans. Now, bird flu, Jerry, has been around for the last 20 plus years. Mm. Uh, first discovered back in Hong Kong, back in the late 90s, in fact. And there have been some incident uh, cases in, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago where uh, humans tested positive with bird flu. They tended to be people that were working in bird houses yes. or had uh, fell living with them in the house in Asia and quite extreme situations. And what the chief veterinary officer told me was, look, there is no risk. Make sure you cook your meat as thoroughly as you always cook it. Um, uh, and whether it's bird flu or salmonella or anything else, you want to have your meat well cooked through. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to have me turkey on the table this Christmas. We're selling turkeys like they're going out of fashion. And of course, there is a little bit of, there's certainly a tightening in the availability of turkeys mm-hmm. this year. There, again, the Department of Agriculture will be insistent that there isn't going to be a shortage, but I can tell you that half, half of all the free-range bronze turkey flock in the UK has been culled at this stage. So there is a major scramble on the other side of the Irish Sea. We've got off extremely lightly here. There's about 800,000 birds are produced uh, on this island for Christmas every year, and less than 1% 1% of them have been culled uh, due to those two outbreaks mm. in Calvin Monaghan. And at this stage, all the other birds have gone to meet their maker. Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, we've basically got out under the wire this year. But it, it's it's a big issue. If you're a poultry farmer, you're nervous about going down to your sheds every day. Like the poultry farmer I interviewed last week, he said it, like he dreads going down there and not hearing the chirp and coming from behind the door before he gets uh, in into the shed because if the, that's the first sign that the disease has got a hold on a flock that they mm. go quiet that they go off their feet and go off their wall so it is a very nervous time for the, for the industry and you've been writing about this in your column this week and it is a big issue going forward when you talk about free range you know eating birds you talk about free range eggs uh, and the concentration like Kevin Monaghan is synonymous with the poultry yeah. industry as you know there are many questions for the year ahead aren't there? Yeah there's a phenomenal statistic that uh, says that over 70% of all the poultry in Ireland is located in the BMW region and basically we're talking about Cavan Monaghan. And so that is an incredible concentration of the, the sector in that uh, geographical area. And it, it's more power to them. You know, I often say if um, I was told to make a living out of a farm in uh, Cavan Monaghan, I'd probably starve in a couple of months because yes. they they have a tougher uh, a tougher scenario to deal with there. The soils often aren't ploughable. What they've done is they've turned their hands to something that they can do and specialise in, and that's poultry rearing. 
Now, the flip side of that is that when you have a massive concentration of, of any biological thing, be it a plant or an animal, um, it, it, it puts more pressure uh, in terms of biosecurity, in terms of keeping disease out of that target crop or plant or animal. So, it's the same reason that uh, bird flu has uh, ravaged uh, parts of Lincolnshire and Norfolk in the UK is because they've got a high concentration of poultry in those two areas. And uh, I suppose, you know, you're not going to change an industry overnight, but certainly there is a good case for trying to encourage more of a geographical spread of the industry in future. And how they go about doing that, I don't know. But certainly I think um, in terms of... Uh, was handing out planning permission for new poultry facilities, that would be something that they'd be considering. And the other thing then you've mentioned, Jerry, is you know, how realistic is it that we're going to have free range yes. um, production systems? Mm. You know, this is the third year in a row that um, poultry owners were told to house their, their flocks. And sure, like if you're housing a flock, it ain't free range anymore yeah. um, because the whole point of free range is that it's out grazing the grass. Um, so, I just don't know how realistic it is if bird flu has basically become endemic mm. um, that uh, free range systems are are doable um, and mm, you know uh, there's talk about vaccines but to be honest with you again the chief veterinary officer said to me she said look Dara vaccines are all well and good but um, this thing is, is mutating all the time and the vaccines have to mutate uh, to keep up with it so you know it, it, the efficacy of a vaccine is questionable yeah and that's a big issue too anyway we'll come back to this and it's a story that's certainly going to roll into the new year you moved shop yeah we moved (laughs) well do you know what we only moved to the other side of the field literally um, but uh, we decided to move our little uh, flower shop from it was a great pitch um, you know, it was on the side of the road. People could pull in, stick out the hand, get a bunch of flowers, and and pull away again. And it served us very well for the guts in early twenty years. But we felt that it was not the safest thing. You know, a busy road there. Yes. People would be familiar with it there between Drogheda and Balbriggan, and a lot of traffic thundering by. You could barely hear yourself think. So uh, we've got plan of permission to build a shop, and we're going to start that in the new year and we said why are we waiting until new year let's move our little uh, trailer down to the new uh, site and allow people to get out of their cars and choose a Christmas tree or talk about the turkey or pick a flower or whatever they're getting uh, without and and be able to hear themselves think at the same time so thankfully it's worked great Uh, we're delighted with it and um, yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed is right wish you well for the Christmas happy Christmas Dara you're always great to us and all the best for the new year and we will be talking good on you Jerry take good care of yourself bye 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 that's Darren McCullough there and I'll be having turkey too for Christmas I promise you now it's time for this on Late Lunch great I love TV we watch TV TV themes with Jerry Kelly on the Late Lunch remember that TV movie we saw TV TV
yes, the name of that program, classic kids TV show. What's the name for the big prize today? Thank God, normality has been returning the last while, and a sign of it is that Declan Bailey from Business Tech Health is actually sitting in the hot seat today. Welcome back to studio. We were just saying, how long has it been? It must be three years. Yeah, since I sat here. Absolutely. And three years, it's just gone in a flash. Hasn't it? Yeah. Incredible. Like, those two years of COVID, as everyone's saying, everybody forgets to add them into. That happened three years ago. Oh, no, COVID was due. It happened five years ago. It's incredible, yeah. It yeah. just zips by. And I have to let you in the secret. He came in the door and says, it's younger looking you're getting. And I said to him, Declan, I shave every morning, so don't pull that card. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment anyway. But listen, great to see you. And thank you for being with us, even through those three years uh, remotely. Uh, it's been great. And it's great you're back with us today. And look, at you've, you've picked a theme. You do this for us every year. You come on and you recommend some gifts for people, gadget people, or people who love the technology, men or women. And this year you've decided to drop a smart list. Why? Mm, yeah, well, I suppose just the way everybody's talking about the cost of living, all that kind of talk now at the minute, that people are under pressure for money. So this list here is just either stocking fillers or little gifts for people. Not expensive. That's the way this year now. A lot of people are going to be looking at Christmas this year. You know, it's going to be very tough for some people. Good on you, Declan. So let's get straight to business. Uh, smartphones. Yeah. What's your recommendation so here So again, this year? smartphone. We all know the high-end Samsungs, high-end iPhones. So if you're looking for a half-decent smartphone as a starter smartphone, maybe to give it to somebody, you know, or just replace your own. If the screen's cracked, the amount of people going around with cracked screens is unreal. So this one here is the Realm C35. It's SIM-free, so it'll take any SIM card. It's €199. Euros. 64 gig of space comes with it, but you know you can add space to all those Android phones. 6.6 inch screen, so a good size screen. 4 gig of RAM, so it's a good all round starter or replacement phone mm. for that kind And of when money. you mention Realm, R E A L M mm. C35, I've never heard of that brand. Yeah, it's, before. A, it's a huge brand in China. Is it? Yeah, and it's coming in here to Europe more and more because it's a great phone. It has everything at that price point. You know, that. Again, you look at a Samsung there, five, six hundred euros with a 6.6 inch screen. Yes. All you're getting maybe is a quicker processor. Mm. So, you know, as I say, people starting off, 199, you couldn't go wrong. Yeah. So there you are. Realm C35 is the SIM free smartphone recommended by Declan this Christmas time. Now, the Autobox Power Bank, and, mm. and this isn't expensive. What's the benefit of this, will you tell me? Well, you know, I've only put this on the list because I cannot believe the amount of young people people and maybe in their 30s and 40s as well that I see around the place that would have a power bank with them simply because they've had a phone for a year, maybe a year and a half and the battery is wrecked on it and they can hardly get the day out of it. Mm. So they need something to keep them going during the day. Mm. So these power banks now, like I say, the amount of people that have them now, I can't believe the amount of people that have them. So this one here, which is Autobox, which is a great brand. Power bank Autobox and it's got USB-A and USB-C compatibility so it'll take either one 5,000 milliamps, which is a great charge in it. And 27 euros. So you couldn't go wrong, you know. It's for nothing. So if yeah. you're not in the market to upgrade and you want to stick with the phone you have and you haven't got the bobs for 27 quid, the Autobox power bank, you're sorted. Yeah. And, and that'll, give you, that'll give you a hell of a lift on oh, the... On totally. To replace yeah. the battery. Like, I know the iPhone battery is 120 euros. Yes. You know, the batteries yes. are expensive. Mm. So, yeah, to keep you out of trouble to have that Autobox, even in your car, anywhere. Yes, but I, again, as I said, I see young people with them in backpacks and that, and they have them hooked in nearly all the time mm. because the batteries are just dead and full. There you go, no more excuses for me. Battery's gone; it's died. I can't get you. Whatever. That's the way to cover it off. Twenty-seven quid. Now, wireless earphones. 
Mm. Again, now the amount of wireless earphones that are out there, I was trying to pick something at a half decent price. They were half decent quality as well. So 25 euro JLab Go Air Pop. That's what they're called. And again, wireless headphones would connect to any smartphone. And it's got 32 hours of playtime, which is great. You know, you'll get a, a good day out of it, depending mm. on obviously what you're doing. And it has eight hours in each bud. So, you know, the buds are charged separately in the case. So there's a great standby time in them. Custom EQ3 sound is what they say. So there's a good, decent sound out of them. And they are sweat and water resistant, which a lot of people use these now for either in gyms and that kind of stuff. And again, if you are using, if you want to use a wireless headset like that for any kind of training, out sporting, you don't want to be spending, you know, you can buy AirPods now for 250, 300 euros. Yeah. And if you lose them, so at least with these 25 euros, my God, this is yeah. value. Certainly, you're getting the best value in the country on late lunch today from Declan Bailey. JLab Go AirPop wireless earphones at 25 euro. Now, pets are big in so mm. many homes, mm. and you haven't forgotten the pets and the pet lovers this year either. Exactly. And when you think of lockdown, yeah. the amount of people who got pets, especially dogs, yes, it's massive. Mm. And those kind of people that have went back to work that the home working stopped and they had to go back to work and now the dog or cat is left in the house. So this thing here, again, 60 euros, pet cube, pet camera. It's a 100 degree wide angle lens so you can see the full room and it's got night vision as well so if you're working at night time. So app on your phone, click into it and you can see the room. Also as well, it's got motion detection. So for argument's sake, I know a friend of mine that has keeps a dog in, in the house but he has him in a small kind of a cage thing because again running around the house mm. so if anything did happen the dog got out of the cage there's a motion sensor alert on it so you will be alerted on your phone to say there's some motion detected in this room plus as well when you think of it on the flip side of it from a security point of view anybody walks into the room and there shouldn't be anybody in the house you get an alert it's picked so up it's picked up yeah so you've yeah. a double whammy here not mm. only you're keeping an eye on mm. your pet but it's a security device as well yeah. so it's a pet cube pet camera at 60 quid 110 degree wide angle lens it monitors the room and it's a very good thought because you're right so many people's circumstances have changed and they are back in the workplace mm, they are now back in the, uh, and yeah. the pet the dog the cat or whatever is in the house so mm. this is the job to mm. cover that off mm. and mm. an app on your phone that's it, connect yeah, that's that, it. Connect and you have everything, yeah. just like a security. Mm. Well done. So there you are. The pets are covered off as well. Now, I smile when I see the next one because, thank you, Declan, because we bought two of them before we went on holidays there okay. in the autumn. And I just say they're terrific. The Apple AirTag. Yeah, I'm a big advocate for this and uh, people are sick of listening to me. Going I know, but it, it's but worth God. saying again. Yeah, because, again, I heard you loads of times here. Lost luggage, lost luggage, lost luggage all over that time. Yes, why would you why would you put yourself into that position where for 35 euros you can buy a device stick it in your luggage and you can find it simple as that that's the bottom line you can find it you can tell somebody where it is you know exactly where it is for 35 euros that peace of mind so that aside with the lost luggage thing you can attach this to anything keys friend of mine lost his key bought a new car two days later lost the fob he had given the fob to his wife who went off on holidays so he had only got the one fob he lost it. I didn't know where it was around the house. I said, have you got no, no, I don't know where it is. A day it took him to find it. So the likes of that, you know, you attach it to your car keys. Yes. Handbags. Fantastic as well. Very Just drop good. it in the handbag. Yeah. And then anything you can think of, backpacks, literally anything, anything yes. that moves. But the big thing for me as well is, is a car. Mm. Is a car the most expensive, second most expensive asset you'll have sitting out in your driveway. And if somebody stays it, you have no way of knowing where it is. 
for 35 euros you can know it doesn't make any sense not to have it yes just stick it in the car I've one in my car yeah and you know exactly like it alerts you the car is, is left where it is mm. I'm, not sure. I'm not in it mm. and you can track exactly where it's going for 35 euro the trouble that that will enable you to avoid is unbelievable I laughed when it was in the case because obviously our luggage was passing us in Venice airport somewhere on my phone <laughs> it told me <laughs> that yeah, I said yeah. at least it's going on the plane yeah, now exactly we were, we were yes. down on the tarmac you yes, know what I mean exactly but it's absolutely brilliant Apple AirTag I can vouch for that and highly recommend it to 35 euro it's a snip now tell me explain this to me Google Nest Audio what are we talking about here mm. so you know the way you hear people saying Alexa's playing this music oh, yeah. in a house mm. so again from a price point this is 99 euros so inexpensive and it will play anything play music play radio stations play your own playlist if you put you, you can connect a phone to it so fantastic again great sound out of it and why wouldn't you have it Pod, pod, podcasts are massive mm. which your own podcast yes. are really become more and more popular so you're mm. sitting at home saying play LMFN's podcast yes. and it'll play the podcast so yeah brilliant for that kind of money like yeah 99 euro Google Nest audio play whatever you wish and make sure you play LMFM. that's very important in- indeed now this scanner and, and mm. one concept what is this what is yeah. the concept and th- the reason I have this on the list because this happened to me um, about 8 months ago we were tidying up in the attic and I found a load of negatives that my father would have taken photos and we just ended up with the negatives. You know the way you always, back in the day, yes. when you had the negatives, and they ended up in an envelope somewhere, mm. but you always kept them safe, just in case, but you never used them. Mm. And of course, the photos now, I don't know where those photos are gone. They're gone. Yes. They lost somewhere in some kind of move, but somehow I held on to negatives. So I had these negatives, and, you know, holding them up to the light to see what's on them. So I said, what, how can I actually view these? So I was looking around, and I found this thing here, 120 euros. And again, 120 euros is not bad money for what this does. So you just run the negative in the side of it and there's a 4.3 inch screen display, digital display, and you can see the picture. The actual picture. The actual picture. Comes to life. Yeah, black or white. If the, again, people will be saying, God, there's a load of black and white negatives we have in a press somewhere. You can see the picture. Fantastic. You know, to look back on something. I love this. Absolutely fantastic. I love this. This could be the nap of the year from Declan Bailey. It's a one concept slide negative scanner, 120 euro, black and white or colour. And you'll pick this up in technology oh, shops. Online, all just, yeah, online as well. Do it online. Yeah, look for it online. One concept is the name of it. One concept you'll see. I love it. it. I really love it. Now, the smartwatch is still a, a very popular thing and people mm. are looking for them for Christmas gifts mm. as well. You've picked one. Yeah, again, smartwatches starting off anything, you know, half decent, what they say, 150 euros up to five, 600, 700 euros, you can pay. But for argument's sake, if you have a kid that is looking, I want a smartwatch, I want a smartwatch, I want a smartwatch, here is one for 50 euros. Great little smartwatch. It's the Joby smartwatch compatible with Android and Apple phones. It's got heart rate fitness tracking and sleep monitor, waterproof and up to five-day battery time. I'm looking at the picture here. It looks yeah, cool, doesn't it? it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little watch for 50 euros. You know, if you just wanted to get something that someone wants one, yes. it's a starter. Yeah. You know, as a yeah. starter watch, smart watch. It really is snazzy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's a Goji smartwatch. 50 quid. Yeah, you couldn't go wrong. It's a really nifty could. gift, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it comes in a lovely... But it looks more expensive than it is. Yeah, it does. That's, that's actually what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. That's what it does. Yeah. It does. But yeah. at 50 euro, you can't go wrong. No. <laughs> I'm laughing at this next one. We're nearly there. Bluetooth beanie hat. Yes, because I go out walking on the beach a lot. Yeah. I'd have a beanie hat on. Yeah. And I know, of course, you can have your AirPods or whatever in. But I thought this was just ninny comical. 19 yes. euros. And it has a little Bluetooth speaker in the actual cap itself. In the beanie. You can connect up to your phone and play the radio, play music, whatever you might be. But it's just all in one. So again, you know, it's, it's like taking, when you go out for a walk, you have your beanie and then have to start going, looking for a headset, yes. or looking for your earpods, whatever it might be. It's all in one. So it's in it. I love it. I love mm. it because the beanie's keeping you warm as well and you can listen again and late lunch is on there when you have the hat. It doesn't matter what the freezing conditions are like, never mind the weather forecast. You can get your exercise, have the beanie on exactly. and listen at the same time. 19 euro Bluetooth beanie hat. And finally this Christmas time, a mini projector. Yes, and these have come on uh, leaps and bounds over the last couple of years, especially during lockdown. They sold out like hotcakes which people were at home. Mm. But... With the projectors, you need something half decent. You need at least 1080p to project onto a wall. Yeah. So it's HD. Now, I found this for 50 euros. It's got great reviews. Again, you're saying 50 euros, but I read the reviews, are fantastic on it. And it will project 1080p onto a wall, onto a sheet even. And it will go up to 50 inch to 65 inch up on a wall. Lovely. So it's a good big size. Yes. Though. And again, at that price, price, at that price point, fifty quid for kids, you know, they can hook their phone up to it, play YouTube videos, whatever, or a movie on, on the phone, or an iPad, or a, a smartphone, or smart tablet. Why not? Like fifty euros, it's brilliant. This is a steal. It really is. What's the make there, Declan? Mini projector for smartphone. You just put in mini projector, fifty euros. Put it into Google, and you'll see it. There. And you'll see it there. Yeah, it's, it's a white a, projector. That is, yeah, it's and the price setup. again, the money exactly. Is, you yeah, because you can pay six, seven, eight hundred euros for yes. projectors. Now again. They've come on the technology. In yes. It. But this for 50 euros, even for a bit of crack. Absolutely. And uh, there's so many uses to it, as you said there. Mm. Somebody wants to know about the one concept slide negative scanner. It's 120 euro. 120 is that one there. But what a job it is for all those negatives. Well, I have to say, 
You've come in today and value for money all the way there, Declan mm. Bailey. Thank yeah. you so much indeed. And if you want to check out Declan, he's a brilliant guy. He can help you with your website, all your IT needs, anything, advice, etc. It's businesstechhelp.net is the website. Businesstechhelp.net. I thank you indeed. Wish you a happy Christmas and all the best for the new year. And I tell you, you're a winner all the way with us today on Late Lunch. Thanks so much, Declan. Happy Christmas, Sherry. Thank you. Knock, knock. Who's there? That's how it works. It's called... Comedy? Comedy. Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the Late Lunch. I love comedy. We are in to the festive period, which of course means huge amounts of eating for most of us. We eat more than we will ever normally eat at Christmas. It's always a time of year to test to see just how much we can eat. On Christmas Day, I eat until the announcement. I eat until I lean back and go, well, that's it. I can eat no more. I'm completely and utterly stuffed. I can't eat another thing. I will never, ever eat again. And I mean it. Half an hour later, I'm going to have a sandwich out of all the leftovers. I can't believe I'm still eating. I genuinely believed I would never eat again half an hour ago. I have an amazing capacity for food. I think it's a Christian thing. Christians love to eat to excess on their holidays. Other religions starve themselves on holidays. <laughs> Jewish people have a holiday, they starve themselves. Muslims have a holiday, they starve themselves. It's almost like Christians have had somebody look through the Bible for opportunities to eat to excess. <laughs> what have you got for me? Well, it says here that Jesus had a very big meal, then he starved himself for 40 days and 40 nights. Whoa, 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 go back. What was the first part? <laughs> It says he had a very big meal, Jesus. OK, let's focus on that day. <laughs> and of course, all the traditions now, all the traditions of Christmas, which he loved. I mean, without the traditions of Christmas, Christmas, Christmas would not be what it is. But the point is, we don't really like all of them, but we pretend to because it's Christmassy. Mulled wine, hot wine. We don't like hot wine. We spend the whole year avoiding hot wine. You know, tea, coffee, hot wine. Why offer me hot wine? But at Christmas, oh, I love this hot, spiced, boiled wine. Sickly sweet wine. It smells nice. After one sip, it's quite nice. And then it starts to cool, and you abandon it. No one's ever finished a mulled wine. I don't think I really finished that. Brussels sprouts. Why do we put ourselves through this annual Bush Tucker trial? We don't like them. Who decided we should be eating these squashed up vegetable fart balls every year? We don't even like turkey. We don't eat turkey all year. There's no Kentucky Fried Turkey. We don't like turkey. It's quite a dry, flavourless meat. You only have a look at what we do to it to tolerate it, OK? We cover it in cranberry sauce and gravy. We stuff it with meat we'd rather be eating. Bread sauce? Since when was bread a sauce? Want some bread sauce? Yes, pour that bread all over my turkey. More fart balls, don't mind if I do. At no time during the year would we go to a restaurant, the waiter comes over, can I uh, get you the wine list? Have you got any hot wine? <laughs> hot, sickly, boiled, fruity wine. That I don't like after one sip. Have you got any of that? Like any bread for the table? Liquid bread. Have you got liquid bread? Like someone's chewed up a loaf and put it into a jug. I'm going to pour that over my main meal tonight. <laughs> Chef special is the chicken. Have you gotten a drier, less flavoursome <laughs> meat like a, like a turkey? <laughs> any side orders? Have you got any fart grenades from Belgium? <laughs> is there anything else I can get you? I think a mini sewing kit would round this off quite nicely. 
Oh, and actually, wait, sir. Half an hour after I finished, I want everything again in a sandwich. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, Michael McIntyre having a stab at Christmas time, taking us into our next break on late lunch this lovely Friday afternoon. Ah, it's the one and only Miss Kylie Minogue. It's been a long time to be missing you, you, you. You're on your way now, leper, and I'm over the moon. Everything's all in place, but there is one thing clear. Christmas isn't Christmas till you get here. Those sleigh bells ring, ring, ring. Yes, Miss Kylie Minogue, this Christmas time on your late lunch on LMFM Radio. You wouldn't think it's gardening weather, but every day is for the garden, isn't it, Nikki Kyle? As long as you're wrapped up nice and warm and you've got very strong wellies. <laughs> oh my God, it is challenging to say the least. But look, before we get into the meat of the matter, I want to help you because you've been helping us for years. You have a problem that you just don't seem to be able to solve. Tell them, please, and we might get somebody listening today that can help you. Oh, that would be great, Jerry. Thanks. Um, I hope everyone's nice and smart, snug anyway, but um, could I please just ask very quickly if any listeners know of a reliable Arga Rayburn heating engineer locally? Okay. If so, could they please contact me on Twitter or give a name, uh, a number that to, to you folks at LMFM as I'm having terrible problems finding one. Uh, my range isn't working at the moment. Oh, I'm absolutely frozen sitting here. Oh, Nikki, that's just not on. So it's an Aga Rayburn range. Yes, it is. It does the heating as well uh, as the cooking and hot water, you see. So okay. it's a big problem when it's not working. Anybody out there listening to us today know somebody or are you somebody that does this, can help this lovely lady, an Aga Rayborn range with the heating connected uh, and water, etc. It's all there and she's absolutely frozen. She's like a block of ice in the house. And naturally, with this cold weather that's in it, give us a shout here, 041982. 2000. You can call reception 041-983-2000, the LMFM main number, or message us, please, WhatsApp or text to 086-1800-658. Aga Rayborn Range Maintenance. Can you help Nikki Kyle? She's helped us for years. We want to return the favour. Now, before you freeze to death there, let's talk about a little bit about the tasks at this time of the year, because there are tasks. One thing I noticed today, I had to go out and open my tunnel and greenhouse with the sunshine, even though it was minus degrees yeah you have to and actually it's really good if it's it's on a slope because then you can open the bottom end and at this time of year this morning i opened my polytunnels and it was like opening a fridge door because the the cold air rushes to the bottom Mm. uh, and it builds up there and so if you open the door it actually the lower door it actually helps to let the cold air out okay Uh, and keep the air moving uh, as well if you can open it both ends i mean not in in this freezing weather, but on most days we should be able to open at both ends uh, because damp is, is a huge problem at this time of year because it causes some disease problems on lettuce and, and salad leaves and other plants. And, you know, we really, um, we really need to, to sort of uh, keep the air moving. Yes. I mean, the great thing about this time of year is we've only got two weeks to go 
until the winter solstice. Yes. And we can look forward to the days getting brighter. <laughs> it's amazing, actually, it, even on a sunny day at the moment, how much warmer it is in the tunnels than it is outside. So we do need to actually keep the air moving. Yes, uh, you see, you, you need a gardener in your life, folks. The ever-optimist the gardener is, and you have to be when, when you garden, for sure. What about protecting at night, even with a tunnel or a greenhouse, from frost? Are, are you using fleece still? I haven't uncovered my stuff today at all, to be honest. Yes. Because, uh, you know, it was minus five in the tunnel last night, which isn't as cold as some people have. But if the air's not moving, it actually does more damage. Mm. Um, and uh, also, uh, you know, everything was frozen solid. So there's really no point uncovering it and covering it again tonight because it'll just get colder. It mm. hasn't stopped freezing all day. Okay. You know, I, I had to put uh, hot water on my locks to actually get it to undo. Yes. Today, so... But anyway, you know, we've got Christmas to look forward to. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's it's seasonal weather, we have to say. This is what you expect at this time of the year. Just one thing. I, I, I planted two different batches of garlic in the tubs, in the sterilised yeah. soil. What, yeah. The early ones are well up, I have to say, and the others yeah. are appearing as well. Is yeah. it too late to plant garlic in, in pots or containers? Um, I mean, we're sort of betwixt and between at the moment because the autumn-planted ones should have been planted by now, but if you've still got some, you can put them in. There are some varieties, I can't remember the name, that are suitable for autumn and spring planting. Okay. Um, so you, you could do, you know, sort of um, January, uh, February, March, but the thing you can get it in, the better. And there are companies like Fruit Hill Farm who have uh, spring planting uh, specifically garlic, and that will do fine. So it's not too late. It's never too late. You know, you can always use it. Yes, I found pink garlic somewhere recently. I have big bulbs yeah. of it at home. Now, I don't know the, the... I think it came from Spain or somewhere, but I might try a few of them just for, for, the, for the crack of it. You know what I mean? Well, in a couple of pots. Do that in pots. Yes. Because those things can carry yes, disease. Yes, I will. If it's organic, it's much, much less likely to carry disease because organic farmers and growers have to be much more careful about keeping to strict rotations and things. Okay, so I... just likely to get disease. I will do that, I promise you. One more thing before we just move to the gifts. Cuttings, fruit cuttings, what about those? Yeah, you get, so the black currant, red currant, uh, gooseberry, um, grape cuttings, any of those you could take now. Uh, take sort of hard, firmed up wood from this year's growth. Don't take the green tips. Um, about 18 inches or, or sort of um, 40 centimetres long. Uh, stick two thirds in the ground. Uh, make sure they're in a fairly well-drained sheltered spot and you'll have new plants next year. And don't you won't get them in the ground at the minute. You have to wait till the ground thaws out. That well, goes without saying. Out, yeah, obviously, yeah, goes without saying. In, in the tunnel uh, or in a, a cold, shady corner of the greenhouse. Don't forget, again, they need to be there until next autumn, until you lift them. Yes. Uh, even if they show signs of growth during the spring and summer, don't touch them. Leave them until the winter then to be quite safe to, to sort of fork them up and put them somewhere else. OK, that's very important. But it's a cheap and economical way of, um, you know, extending your fruit. It really is. Yeah. New new plants and it, it's very, very easy to do. What about Christmas time and gardeners? You know, what, what, what would you like to receive as a gardener at Christmas time? What are good gifts? Oh, golly, I've got so many here. I could be here for an hour, but we've only got 10 minutes. Yeah, no, that. pick a few of them. You know what? Um, well, one thing I have, and which I used yesterday, not knowing, I have to say, but because I had to pick up a delivery from my gate, uh, which I couldn't carry because it was too heavy, I put it on top of my little Bosch mower, which is incredibly light. Uh, I used it like a four-wheel wheelbarrow <laughs> to bring the stuff back up. Um, but it's the most, it's one of the best garden tools I ever bought. Uh, it's a battery mower. It's incredibly light. It's incredibly safe. It's very quiet. 
Um, I mean, this is for a big present. It, yes. The cheapest is about being q at 247. But it's worth every single cent. I've had mine for about 14 years now. It gets dogs abuse. Even the kids could use this. Um, and it's great if you've got sort of arthritic shoulders like me. Um, it could go very close to, to fruit trees and all sorts of things uh, without damaging trunks, unlike a strimmer. I tend to use it like a strimmer. I'm, I'm very naughty, actually. It does all sorts of things. It's not meant to, but it's, it's fantastic. And it just comes back for more. Um, so, if it ever drops to bits, I'll definitely buy another. So uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a Bosch Moore battery operated. You recharge yeah. it and not alone yeah. will it cut things and, and trim for you. You can put things on it, sit them on it and move them along. It, it's, it's like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, it's a, Bo- a Bosch Rotac, it's called. And I can use it. I use it just for everything. You know, okay. it's brilliant. Anyway. Okay. okay, that's your first recommendation. What else? Um, oh, the next thing is uh, White Sagri in Lusk have loads of, of stuff on, on their sort of gift things. Uh, one thing I'd love is a kind of a nice body warmer that has pockets and a zip and pockets for everything else so I don't keep losing my mobile phone in, in the water bus or something like that, which often happens. Um, and they've got bags of organic peat-free compost, which you can make into grow bags, even if you don't have a garden. Um, and uh, do a, a, that uh, incredibly useful range of wolf garden uh, tools which have separate handles, shorter and long ones, um, and a range of interchangeable heads. So they provide gifts for years. Once you've given somebody the handle and the first couple of things, you can buy them one of the others every year, you know? What, what brand is that again, Nikki? Just re-say the brand. Wolf Garten. Wolf Garten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and the only one, they have some, they're very recognisable. They have red handles and, uh, you know, a lot of places have, not, not just white, a lot of garden centres and DIY stores have them as well. White's also sell the Muxter ankle welly boots, which are brilliant. Mm. So, which are as non-slip as you can get. I have to wear them because I'm so dangerous around the place. <laughs> uh, and so soft and comfortable that they feel like slippers. I wear them all day. I forget them. I've, uh, I've got them on. They're absolutely brilliant. And what brand is that again? Uh, Muxter, they're called. Just okay. think of Mux. Muxter yes. ankle welly boots. They are okay. Muxter oh. ankle welly boots, like slippers, Nikki says. Well, if they're, Nikki oh, says they're, they're like slippers, so, they are. Yeah. They're so warm and comfortable, and they've got sort of neoprene in them and lovely cushiony soles. And oh, you could wear them forever. Yeah, you know, I could nearly go to bed in them. <laughs> you might have to if that ag is not fixed soon. Well, I'm telling you, yeah, I, I, I wore double bed socks last night. <laughs> <laughs> no anyway. surprise. Come on, give us one or two more before we finish. Oh, there's got hundreds. I mean, Fruit Hill Farm have loads of gift ideas, everything from serious dehydrators, uh, to, to, you know, which are expensive, to lovely leather gloves, um, beautiful copper tools, sprouting starter kits, kits, sorry, fermenting pots, uh, a handheld magnifier, which is, is really useful for identifying insects. Uh, mm. Perhaps you could get an, an insect ID book somewhere as well. Um, a kid would love that, and that, that's for under 20 euros. Um, yes. They've got electric windowsill propagators, gift vouchers. I mean, you know, you can spend a fortune yes. uh, on all this stuff. Yes, I, 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 I get their emails regular, and I just I was looking yeah. at that there. They have lots of stuff going on for Christmas. Fruit Hill Farm, check them out. Yeah. They're really yeah. good, and there's a range of things there. One more, or one more place, a recommendation, please. Well, they've got lots of, you know, there's, there's so many. But um, oh golly, uh, a slow cooker for making delicious winter soups from your produce. Yes, um, very economical. Uh, and my son just bought me one for Christmas, which is brilliant. I think curries have them at half price at the moment. Uh, and one of them is, of course, there's bread makers, 
I wouldn't be without my Panasonic, but some people have. I have one that's almost new, going on done deal soon. <laughs> Don't even go there. <laughs> you know, Future Forests, actually, who I mentioned last month, yeah. have a fantastic range of apples and yes. other fruit trees and shrubs. And they do gift vouchers. Now, all of the seed companies, uh, virtually all do uh, gift vouchers. Brown Envelope Seeds uh, do a lovely gift box. You know, all, all of those. Sort of yes, of yes. There's so things. many, so there is. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, there's lots there to mull over for the gardener in your life this Christmas time. NikkiKyleGardening.com. NikkiKyleGardening.com. And I say it again, anybody out there know of someone who can repair an Aga Rayburn range, cooker and Heating coming off it as well. It's Kipot with Nikki. She needs help. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 0419832000. If you know of somebody that might be able to help or if you're listening today and can assist, it would be appreciated. Happy Christmas. All the oh, best for the Christmas. new year. Happy Christmas to everybody. You're an absolute star, Jerry. Thanks so much. Not at all. You're welcome. Talk to you in 23, Nikki. Take care. Bye. NikkiKyleGardening.com He's a very good friend of LMFM Radio Advanced Driving Consultant Tony Toner is on the line. Hi, Tony. Good afternoon, Drogheda and surrounding areas. I hope you're warm. Oh, well, we're far from warm, Tony. But you know what I was thinking? It is a while, actually, wintertime. We had a very mild winter last year, and this cold snap has really taken everybody's surprise. I was talking to people last night driving out of the city back to the northeast, and it took them a couple of hours to get home. Tony, Quick as you can, what's your advice in these conditions? Just remind people how to drive safely. Well, listen, you uh, explained it all yourself on the intro. We don't get weather like this to any degree where we can be actually expert at it. So when it comes along, it does catch us by surprise. Tires, tires, tires. My good friends in Bridgestone, uh, I, 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 I go to them for de facto advice, and they tell me that the tyres available in Ireland, if they're inflated to the right pressures, and they have the right amount of wear, 1.6 mil across the tyre, it will more than cope with our Irish weather, even the Figueres of the last 24 hours, and the Ford coming 36. Um, Once that's done, just remember, the grip that those tyres afford you is divided into three things. Braking, steering and acceleration. Now, take acceleration as the car in motion Mm. and with a film of ice or frost or indeed grit, there's no grit on the roads which in itself is slippy Mm. because if you brake on it, it's going to bring on the uh, ABS in your car uh, because the car will roll on it. Yes. Uh, So, given that uh, you've Three things looking for grip, one of which is the car in motion. If you have too much motion in the car and you have to retard the speed, you bring in the brakes. And now you're asking for more grip where there's less. If you have to steer at the same time around the gentlest of corners, the normal stuff you do, that could be enough to induce the skid because you've asked too much of the overall grip. Okay. Uh, and all you've got to do here, folks, is really uh, measure what you're going to do in terms of time. Give yourself time. Don't get stuck up the tail end of the car or the van or the truck in front. Um, 
And a big shout out there to all the truck people and the van people who will continue to deliver all our stuff there, Jerry, over uh, the next uh, 36 hours. And we rarely hear them complaining of the weather. Mm. Um, the, the, the big thing is, uh, if you put a bit of space between you and the car in front, if they make a mistake, you're not going to get caught up in their mistake where they might slip on, a, on an incline and roll back, you know, into the front of your car, you know, crack, uh, there is it, the, the grill, uh, a radiator, it's, uh, you know, uh, at the front of the car, all of that stuff. Uh, and that's where people do get caught out in weather Yes, like this. so what you're saying is, slow down, leave space between you and the car in the front. If you happen to go into a skid, should you hit the brakes, what should you do? Well, you have to, first of all, diagnose what caused the skid. And what caused the skid is one of those three things I mentioned. Yes. Too, too, much, too much speed, yeah. too much brakes, or too much steering. You have to recognise what caused the skid and remove the cause. Okay. Now, it's an experienced driver that can do that in the quickest amount of time. Yeah. And, again, when, you t- when you're removing the cause, you have to be wary because we're dealing with physics here, you could induce what's called a secondary skid that the car fishtails the other direction, and now you have to correct the secondary skid, and it's nearly the secondary one that catches everybody out. The, the, uh, what I don't want to do is go into a, um, a, a you know, a, there's a fast and furious moment here on your radio show. Yeah. Uh, uh, just people, just keep calm, keep your distance, you know, have a look at where you're going. Plan your route. If you don't have to go, don't go. Oh, and the other thing, if you have snow on the roof and the bodywork of your car, clear it off before you move. Don't enter the national competition to see who can carry the most snow. The most snow around the country. Right. Tony, I have yeah. to leave it there for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Those tips invaluable at this time. We'll talk to you again. Take care. Take care. Tony Toner there, advanced driving consultant with some tips and hints there for the uh, difficult conditions with the big freeze on at the moment. Ronan Collins is finishing up. Ah, the lovely Ronan. I interviewed him a number of times here on the show. He's a great man altogether. He announced live on air and RT today that after 43 years, he is leaving. And his last show will be on the 23rd of December. We wish him well. A broadcasting legend indeed. This time on Late Lunch, Friday afternoon, just after 10 past three, it's time for this. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. Yes, my Artist of the Week this week, all week, have been the jam. They split in 82, never to come together again. Paul Weller went off on his own to pursue a solo career. The two boys left behind did reform in the noughties and and had uh, tremendous success with touring in the UK and America, but it was never to be again. But in fairness to them, they've left behind a fine legacy of songs and as well are always maintained. Well, I went out on the top and that's the way I wanted it to be. So to Day. I haven't much more to say about them. <laughs> I know people have been waiting for this one all week, but it is the jam and it is a cracker, and we all love it. Yes, it's a town called Malice.
The Jam, my artist of the week this week on Late Lunch. What a cracking song that is. Big number one from 1982 for them and concluding my week of music from the boys. And I want to say hello this afternoon to Michael McAvoy, Mick McAvoy, Mick the Mod. He was on to me during the week. He says, don't forget Malice, Jerry. I told you I'd play it. I had to, sure. It's just one of those things. Synonymous with them, isn't it, of course? Wish him well. One of Drawhead United's greatest supporters and a great guy as well. And uh, we dedicate that one this afternoon to Mick McAvoy. Late lunch. We finish the week, as usual, with the man who knows all about sport, a presenter of Sunday Sport, David Sheehan. Hello, David. How are you, Jerry? Good to have you back with us. I'm well indeed. Well, let's begin with GAA today. And one point of focus this weekend, it's Ockram in Wicklow tomorrow at one o'clock and Trim up against Bray Emmett's in the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship Club Final. How do you see this one panning out? Oh, well, what a year it's been uh, for the Trim Club as a, as a whole. Really. They've, they've won all around them really in, a, in football and hurling and a lot of different competitions. But the, the senior hurlers are obviously the story of, of the year from their point of view. Um, you know, coming through in Mead after a really tight battle against Rattles in that final, and then progressing through through Leinster and starting their Leinster campaign with that win down in Nolan Park. I was there first uh, against Dainsford, and, and as I said to the lads at the time, like Kilkenny have dominated. Kilkenny clubs have dominated this competition. I think they've won eight of the last ten or something like this um, out of it. So they've been really dominant. So for, for Trim to go down there first of all and get that win set them on the way and then they beat Tullamore the last day in Navin really really comfortably I was in that game as well and Tullamore just couldn't lay a, lay a glove on trim they were just far too strong so um, Bray Emmett's you know they've beaten Abbey Leaks they beat Nate Baroque in the semi-final and Nate Baroque had beaten Oler the Baller who many people would recognise as a big club from Wexford so Bray Emmett's not to be taken lightly they have a handyman in the freezer Christy Morehouse got 10 points the last day nine of them from dead balls but, you know, Jerry, how could you bet against a team that went down to Nolan Park and beat the Kilkenny champions, you know? Um, and I've been so impressed with, with Trim. You know, they've got, uh, like, strength right down the middle. James Thor at six. Jared Duane at fullback has been excellent. James Murray on the freeze. They've just been outstanding. And um, I'm going to give them the nod. Ockham's going to be a sticky enough pitch for them. I was down there a few weeks ago for the Castleton Larry game. It's not quite as good a surface as Park Tolton, so that might might make it too easy for them. But, look, it's the same for both sides. But, um I really, I really hope Trim can do it, and I think they will. It, it, it just mark a fantastic year from if they could get that Leinster win. It would indeed. Tidy town, all the success on the sporting field well, as well. It would just be the icing on the cake, and we wish them well in that game. One o'clock tomorrow in Ockram here on LMFM Radio. Now, the World Cup is at the business end now for sure. The quarterfinals have begun, and as we speak, Brazil are playing Croatia. Um... Let's talk about the games one by one and uh, give your assessment, please. So this one today, Brazil-Croatia. Croatia have been knocking around the latter stages of big tournaments now for some time. They have been knocking around for some time. They're knocking on a little bit as well, Jerry. You know, there's a lot of uh, ageing limbs in that Croatia squad. Okay, Modric and Perisic, obviously the two guys that maybe most people recognise. But I always love Croatia, Jerry. They always play great football. They're a, they're a small enough nation in terms of population. I think they're not too dissimilar to Ireland in terms of the numbers there. Um, but they always manage to just eke every little bit out of the, the, the squad they have. You know, everybody knows what they're doing. They're really well coached. Coached them there for quite a while now. So, you know, they're all very familiar with his methods. He's familiar with the players. And everybody seems to be really well drilled. They know, they know what their job is. Um, I think today will be just a step too far. From the way, like You saw what Brazil were like the other day. They were okay up against a fairly poor South Korea team. But they were really strong. I think... Croatia will probably struggle against a side that can run and has pace and has legs and I think Brazil will just be a step too far for them but 
you know, how great it's been to watch the likes of Luka Modric down through the years. Probably his last appearance, unless they can pull off a shock today, will be his last appearance at the World Cup for certain. Um, so I always have a bit of a graw for, for Croatia, but I think it's just going to be a step too far from too much of a step up in class against Brazil today. The later game sees Messi in action for Argentina against Holland. And Holland have been dogged. They haven't been massively appre- impressive, but they're getting the results. Can they knock Argentina off their perch? Yeah, this is probably the tightest of all of them on paper, at least, to call. Um, I mean, those of us of a certain vintage have been getting plenty of airplay this week. That famous Dennis Bergkamp goal in, in 1998, uh, an absolute World Cup classic goal. So, you know, there are some great memories of, of meetings between these two sides. I mean, it's a really tight one to call, a really hard one to call. I thought Argentina started the tournament slowly, but they've kind of come into their own a little bit. Obviously, they lost that first game, which was a big upset, but they've started to hit their straps a little bit now. Um, Holland have been, you know, going about their business in a, a fairly efficient manner, not not making too many headlines just yet, but it's a really tight one to call. Uh, I think I'm going to just give Argentina a nod here. I, I really hope they get through because I'd love to see Argentina winning it, but of course, if they get through to meet Brazil in the semi-final, what a game that would be, but I... I I think I'll give Argentina a, a very hesitant nod, but there's not going to be. I can't see there being much in this one. I think it's going to be a one 0 or a two one sort of a game. Could even go to extra time. Could go to penalties like it did a few years ago. Who knows? Whereas tomorrow's games, the early game, Portugal against Morocco. Morocco, the real outsiders in the last eight, the surprise packets getting over Spain. Portugal were unbelievable the other night. If they replicate that, they'll ease past Morocco. They should do. Yeah, I think Morocco. They came up against a Spanish team with absolutely no cutting edge whatsoever, and they just sat back and basically said to, to Spain, "See if you can open us up, lads." You know, and Spain couldn't. They just passed, 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 but they couldn't penetrate at all. You guys saw a heat map after that game, and there was so much of of the action in the middle of the pitch and out to the wings. But Spain just couldn't cut them open, and Morocco were very well organised and, and and deserved to go through in that game without doubt. You know, they looked dangerous on the break themselves. But, you know, we saw Portugal the other night. Who'd have thought it when they left Ronaldo out of the team, they'd become, they'd become a better side. They've Gonzalo Ramos in there, who obviously got that hat-trick, and all of a sudden is the name on everybody's lips. So, look, you'd have to say Portugal will come through that one. Like, I think Morocco will make it difficult for them. I definitely think they will, because, again, like I mentioned with Croatia, they're a well-coached team. Everyone knows their job, and they'll all work, work, work as hard as they can, because, of course, you know, no African team has ever made it to a World Cup semi-final, so what a story that would be if they were to get through. Uh, but I think, yeah, you'd have to say really Portugal Portugal should win that one. That would be a massive upset if Morocco got through. I still think it'll be tight enough, but I think Portugal should have enough to come through maybe 2-0 or something in that one. Now, the final quarterfinal will capture everybody's attention in this neck of the woods. It's England against France. And you talk about Holland-Argentina being tight. Mm. I can't call this one personal. What do you think, David? Yeah, for, first meeting in the World Cup since 1982. Uh, I don't remember it myself, but uh, I've seen the, the, action, the action in one of the earliest goals um, ever scored in World Cup history. I think 27 seconds or something, Brian Robson. So a little bit of uh, distant history in that one. Um, yeah, it's a really tight one to call. I think... England have been really good so far, and you know everyone's talking about England, you know, fearing Mbappe, but like France have plenty to fear from that England team as well. There's so many good players, and you look at Jude Bellingham, 19 years of age. I mean, the guy is an absolute Rolls Royce of a footballer, and if he keeps himself on the straight and narrow, that he could go and do anything with any club in the world. He's absolutely majestic in midfield. So, I think a lot of the conversation around this game this week is centered on what England will do defensively. Will they go with a back three, and if they do? which one of the midfielders will they sacrifice the talk that maybe Henderson will come out of the team if, if they go with a back three because obviously Rice is going to start and Bellingham is going to start so it'll be interesting to see what Gareth Southgate does in terms of trying to counter France or will he just stick with, with what he did the last day and say right we'll, we're, this, we're setting out our stall to win this game and let's see what France can do to, to counteract us so 
it's going to be a really tight one. I think of all the four games, it's certainly the one that, that definitely captures the imagination, I guess, with England's proximity to us and, of course, their proximity to France. It's, a, it's an age-old rivalry. Um, if I had to call it again, I'd probably just give France a, a vote of confidence there, albeit not a very strong one. I think it's, it could be a classic, Jerry, like two fantastic teams, so many good players on the field. I think France will just about have enough to beat them. But again, I'm not saying that with any great confidence. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, really looking forward to that game. It should be a cracker. I'm going to give France a, a nod after extra time, possibly. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be really tight. And if you're thinking of shouting for France, folks, remember handball, Henry. Just keep that in your mind as well. Anyways, uh, who's going to win it in a word? You've gone. You, in your opinion, the final four will be Brazil, Argentina, Portugal, and France. Who'll win it? Brazil. All right, we'll be back next Friday and we'll know who's in the final at that stage and we'll see where we are with the whole World Cup thing. By the way, myself and Louise are delighted. We have our four teams all through to the last eight of the competition and Louise is guaranteed the semi-finalist because she picked Holland and Argentina. So watch this space. David, until Friday next, thank you so much. Thanks, Sherry. Yes, David Sheehan there, and I can tell you that it's scoreless, nil-nil uh, still between Croatia and Brazil, but Croatia are given as good as they get, there's no doubt about that, they're, they're really digging in here, it's not going to be easy for the Brazilians. Anyway, that's it for another week on Late Lunch, thank you for the lovely comments, they're still coming for Ava, my granddaughter, who we opened the show with, and I will tell her and play it back to her t- uh, later on from the podcast today, uh, thank you, really do appreciate it. I also appreciate my producer Louise Walsh, couldn't do this with or to Brian Farley who's been looking after me for the last couple of days thank you so much Brian to our guests during the week and you are listeners who are with us every day love your company thank you for joining us each afternoon Paul McKenna is coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio have a nice weekend take care in the uh, freezing conditions and do come back and join us for the second last week of late lunch of the year Monday at 1.30 see you then A lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky, soft, and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.